Oh my God. Is my mom going to get like fingered on my couch? Your mom, your mom is most definitely oh. getting fingered on your couch. You'll be able to come home, and they'll be sitting there. There's she and Ron <laughs> sitting on the sofa, and they're just sitting straight up as you guys come in. And you will know that moments before you walked up, <laughs> this 76-year, 77-year-old Ron was finger-banging your mom. I'm Don Hall. And I'm David Himmel. And this is the Literate Apecast. Be advised that the Literate Apecast is recorded for adults with adult themes and language. If you are easily offended, best to cover your ears. But then why listen to a podcast, dumbass? You're going to your kids. Uh, you're going to your your kids' Halloween thing today. Yeah, there's a a community, you know, thing at Wicker Park, um, like the actual Wicker Park park, um, and I guess there's, you know, candy and kids walking around and probably costume judgment. <laughs> Or you know the thing, so, the thing that's so sad about Halloween these days is now I, I will I will admit that I I don't dress up because my mom ruined Halloween for me because she forced me to wear costumes that were uncomfortable and like what she was you know when I was okay I rem, I remember these are the traumas here's Halloween triggers me David sure I understand it triggers me my and, trauma and I support um, you and listen I believe you Don. Oh, for fuck's sake. Um, but uh, no, I remember I was like, I, was, I think I was probably in third grade. And mom, because she had me when she was 15, she didn't really get to live out the last part of the fun of Halloween. She so like she, she never had a chance to be a slutty nurse. Yeah, exactly. You know, she, she, yeah. she did it when she was a little kid, but when she actually was old enough to like say, <laughs> I'm going to... Your mom yeah, was a I, slutty nurse and she was a little kid. It, she was that was her grade. costume, yeah, sure. <laughs> No, but she didn't have the agency to be able to say, you know, because like her parents dressed her up or whatever. But when she was finally at the age where dressing up as something crazy was fun, yeah. it wasn't just the thing to do, but you could just like, I get to choose my crazy costume. She didn't get to do it because she had a fucking kid. Yeah. And then she had another kid. So it's like, all right. So she would dress me up. And I know it was like I was a stand-in for her thwarted dreams of Halloween fun. Right. right. And so when I was like third grade, she dressed me up. I, I do remember this. It was pretty traumatic. Was she wanted me to go as Frankenstein. So she puts up third grade. Now mind you. Yeah. She she wraps my arms and legs in towels and tapes the towels. And then she puts on oversized pants, adult boots that she filled with like tissue so they'd fit, you know? I mean I'm a um, a sweater, like a heavy sweater, yeah. and an adult uh, Frankenstein mask, like like latex yeah. Frankenstein yeah. mask. So, and it's a hot October in Kansas. So we're walking around. I'm sweating like a stuck pig. I'm so miserable. I can't see out of this thing because it was built for an adult head. I can barely move, and I'm crying in inside this mask. So big up. I'm crying because I'm hot and I don't want to do it. And my mom's response is, God damn it, we have three more blocks to go. This is my image. You know, and it, just a whole litany of these things of that's how my mom treated Halloween for me. So I, as, as a result, have grown up and I do not dress up for fucking any reason for Halloween. I don't like it. I see as a kid, I, 
I, I liked Halloween. My mom was always really good at it. Um, like I remember she, she was always really good at making costumes for us. She like in second grade, I was a werewolf and she like glued, you know, the fur onto my face and like I won scariest costume and um, she did really great stuff with my brother. Like she was just, really, she could sew, she would, you know, she made yeah. my brother Steven a Stay puff Marshmallow costume oh, nice. where he was a Stay puff Marshmallow man yeah, from yeah, Ghostbusters. Yeah, from, from Ghostbusters, sure. Um, trying to think of some other like really good costumes. I just my mom was really really good at Halloween. But these are the ones you chose. She didn't choose them for you. I believe so. Yeah. I mean, she might have like, like when we were younger like, you know, Stephen wanting to be the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. Maybe she did that. I don't know. But yeah, I mean, we so pretty much got to choose our own. It, yeah, it didn't force you to dress the way she wanted you to dress. Right. But what I learned later on is that my mom actually hates Halloween and she fucking hated it when we were kids because she hated I have to make all these costumes and I'm like yeah but you were so good at it you seem to enjoy it so much it was so much nope. fun for us oh my god like that blew she my just mind committed that, to motherhood yeah yeah, yeah. it's yeah so I yeah, it's like uh so I got an, I, I got like, annoyed with so Halloween what are you gonna dress as up? an adult well so Harry what's Harry dressing up as we're kind of I feel like we're kind of bad parents right now. Like as as I think back about how my mom like put energy and time into our Halloween costumes, Katie and I you're have not. Wrap, you're just gonna wrap him up in cellophane around his mouth and say he's a, <laughs> a, a safety hazard. Yeah, <laughs> he's either he's either a chicken chiclet or a, a child that is around cellophane and he's dying. You know, it's like yeah, here's a safety hazard. There you go. It's sort of like Dan Aykroyd from the early '70s. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. The bag of glass stuff. That, the bag yeah. of glass is a toy. <laughs> uh, that's such a great bit. That is such it's, a great sketch. Just uh, so it's funny. a bag of glass. Uh, yeah, yeah, hold up to the sun. You get the little colors. It, uh, yeah. All right. Anyway. Um, I love that bit. I love that character. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, I mean, it's not that Katie and I, like, have, have mailed it in, but, like, my mom didn't work. You know, she yeah. was a stay-at-home mom when we were really so young. So now you're making excuses for not being a good parent. I'm just saying, Katie and I haven't figured out how to lean in, you know, and have it all. <laughs> We've read that Sheryl Sandbrook book so many times, backwards and yeah. forth. We just can't fucking get it. Um, so, no, Harry is going as Cookie Monster. We got this, like, full full body Cookie Monster thing with, like, the head and the googly eyes up top, you know, that sits so on you his feel, head. You feel, you feel the industry rather than be creative. Two of the most creative people I know. Yeah. You just bought a fucking costume pre-made. Yep. All right. Yep. I'm I've, not saying a word. I no. I, I'm judging, but I'm not saying a word about the judgment. I I'm I'm with you. I accept your your judgment is correct. Yeah. But like, because I was like, all right, what are we gonna do? Because I didn't, as an adult, I didn't really care. I haven't cared about Halloween because I'm like, I yeah, don't. I don't give a shit about. Fucking it, yeah. give a shit. And I'm, t you know, like in my late t my 20s and 30s, it was like I don't want to go to a party with like everybody's just tr like the slutty whatevers and the yeah. you know like this old trite. Complaint about Halloween. Nothing makes me laugh harder than the concept of, "Hey, here's Halloween. I can't be slutty. You mm -hmm. know, I can't. I can't show my tits and my ass all year round. So tonight, I'm going to take a profession. You know, the the janitor, uh huh, the, you know, or the guy or the criminal that cleans up the highways, and I'm going to be a sexy version of that. Yeah, 
I was like, what the fuck is that? Sexy Oscar the Grouch is a thing you can buy. I know it is. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, I saw that. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. He's like, there's a whole industry for like arrested, developed adults. Dude, it's weird. To dress up for Halloween. Now, here's the thing. It's, I, it, Halloween's supposed to be like... It's supposed to be scary. It's yeah. it's a it's it's a winter solstice thing, and it's in all the history behind Halloween. It's right. like ultimately, it's about horror. It's a you know it's about it's about the undead and yeah. sort of celebrating the dark side of spirituality. Yada yada yada. Yeah yeah yeah. I'm sorry, but the sexy uh, you know the sexy vending machine guy. Is not as you know what I mean? It's like the guy that fi- refills your goddamn Coke machine, yeah. dressing up as him but sexy. <laughs> is it really? Well, uh, it's really not celebrating the undead or the dark side. It's just like wh- what? Well, I so when like now that Harry's here, I was like, well, now it's kind of like it's fun again because like it's fun for the kids. Like this is a I don't know. Like I just have this renewed. Ooh, this is fun. So I'm like, okay, well, let's do like a family thing, and you know, we could do like. You know, I can be, we could be uh, despicable me. Like, I can be Gru because I fucking look like him anyway. And Katie can be whatever sure. the his wife's name is. And then Harry can be a minion. Boom. Done. Right? We could be the Incredibles. We could, you know. And then I thought, why don't we make Harry a vampire? And Katie and I can be his victims. So, like, we, like, paint our faces, like, white, like, look pale and put, like, bite yeah, marks. Yeah, because yeah. he sucks the life out of us. Right? Like, that's, that's, yeah. that's the joke. And then you felt like it was too close to actual reality. I don't give a shit about that, Katie. <laughs> I mean, that's what I was going for. I was searching for the truth, and I was trying your... to tell our truth through our yeah. Halloween costumes. Yeah. Um, but Katie he had a baby, and he sucks every moment of fun. Yeah. Us. Katie yeah. like wasn't on board of that. She was just like, I don't know. I don't, like she just didn't want to do a family thing together. She had this great idea where she was going to be those like they're in front of the mattress stores, the wiggly arm. Like oh God. air thingies, yeah. so she was gonna get like those gigantic slinky tubes that kids can crawl through, yeah. and like, but we haven't had time to like actually create these costumes because between like we're both so busy with work and oh it's so you know like and then the kid and school and the puppy and we just again we haven't figured out how to properly lean in and do it all so. So what I want to do is so well, Harry's I'm going as this you and I hope everybody listening is judging you. Harry's going as this cookie monster and it, you lousy parent. I mean yeah, we're totally I totally failed on the on the the, the costume, but it is <laughs> he is he is pretty fucking cute in it. Like he is, you know, dressed up like cookie monster, it's pretty fucking adorable. But I want to go as so I wasn't going to go as Mr. Peanut because I've got the cane for my my wounded leg. Yeah. Your wounded leg. Jesus but, Christ. So, because I was like, well, shit, this will work, and I'll just get a Mr. Peanut costume. But I couldn't find a Mr. Peanut costume, and I haven't had the time to make a Mr. Peanut costume, which I think would be really fun to do, but I just have not had the time to do it. So, what I'm going to do is I'm going to, I've got an old, like, rubber latex mask, like your mom used to make you wear, of Donald Trump. And <laughs> I'm going to get, like, a, a criminal jumpsuit, you know? And I've yeah. got handcuffs, and I'm going to go as a convicted Trump. And I think I might buy a sex doll and write Ivanka right. 2.0 on it and carry that along with me. Here's, like I said, you're going to go to your child's Halloween party as a political statement. Can I suggest 
Because Michael Myers in Halloween, going back to the idea that it's about the scary, Michael Myers' Halloween was actually a homicidal maniac in a William Shatner William Shatner mask. mask. Yeah. yeah. So why not take the Donald Trump mask and paint it all white uh-huh. so that there's, you know, so it's like like, like, like that, it's featureless, <laughs> and go as an updated Michael Myers, which is a Donald Trump mask, a guy who can't be killed. He can't be killed no matter what. And then you're Michael Myers, but you're with a Donald Trump mask, which makes its political statement and still honors the the horrors of Halloween. That's deep, man. Yeah, you know. That's that's pretty good. Yeah, and then you could just you like wear you know like like you'd like a, a prison suit yeah. up top, yeah, but cut it off at the bottom and wear a thong bikini bottom, and then you're a sexy <laughs> Donald Trump Myers like, yeah. thing, yeah. You know what I mean? Ooh, I like that. Do you know? I do like that. Sexy Donald Trump updated Michael Myers. Yeah, I think that would, you know, I mean, it makes it makes your statement without saying, you know what, I'm going to go as a, you know, because that's what I want to do is I want to go to a kid's party, but I want to be dressed up as a caged immigrant kid. What the fuck? <laughs> I hope that at this party there are. Oh, yeah. Well, it's like, it's like who who's going to destroy this, this celebration, this goofy thing with candy and consumerism, and they're going to dress up as, you know, as an abortion hanger. I mean, it's like, come on. <laughs> Uh, but a sexy abortion hanger. Right. What? Yeah. Mm. My favorite costume I saw online the other day is a friend of mine, Gary Ruder- Doran, who used to be with the Annoyance Theater back in Chicago back in the day. He and his <laughs> wife decided to go as good and evil. Uh-huh. And what they did was he wore a sweater with two cars that were parked perfectly, and she wore a sweater with a car that was parked across two uh-huh. lanes. Yep. Yep. And they were good and evil. Good and evil. And I thought Brilliant. that was I thought, all right, that you know, it's simple, you know, they didn't take a whole lot of effort, but they made a point. It was conceptual. That yeah. was funny. I, you know, I like I like stuff that you have to think about a little bit. Yeah. If you're gonna if you're gonna dress up at all. I kind of refuse to dress up. Yeah. So I you know, I'm not you know, I'm gonna what I'm gonna dress up as this uh this Halloween is a, a casino manager, which given my life and like the reason that's actually Pretty unusual. Well, you, you could do. See, I mean, because you're a sexy casino manager every day you go to work. So, how do you like? What's the Halloween twist on that? Um, I stuff like a couple of socks in my crotch. Oh, okay. Then I'm a All sexier right. casino. A manager. A sexier casino manager. Yeah. Yeah. There it's you not go. Sexy casino manager. It's a sexier casino yeah, manager. Yeah. I like that. You know, and then and then maybe like maybe like paint a little bullseye on my butthole. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not dressed up as anything. A bullseye on your butthole. Well, then I'm a sexier casino manager. You, you know, I, I, I encourage pegging and anal sex on myself. A and have some, bullseye. like, giant kumquat, uh, right. you know, elephantitis of the balls thing. Yeah. Ooh, casino manager with the giant balls in the butthole. It's <laughs> this bullseye giant butthole. asshole that's, that's ready to accept any comer. You know, all right, there you go. That's, you know, that's... It's not my thing. Obviously, I can come up with ideas, but I'm just not doing any of that shit. Yeah. Last time I that they dated last year, I think it was last year before she went to hold a, a Halloween party. And so basically she dressed me up as uh Bob Dobbs from the Church of the Subgenius. I don't know what that is. 
It basically just looks like he looks like Fred McMurray. So okay. I just wore my robe, my robe, a pair of Uggs, some pajama pants, and had a pipe in my mouth. That's when I started smoking a pipe. Was because of that. And oh really? It really, just was me carrying a pipe, so I didn't have to dress up. But then the the time before that that I dressed up is I went to a comedy sports party, and this is ages ago. And I showed up with a case of beer, and they told me at the door that I couldn't come to the party because I wasn't dressed in a costume. And I was like, are you fucking serious? And the guy wasn't going to let me in his house unless I was in a costume. I'd go back, go put a costume on, you can come to the party. And it pissed me off so much that I cracked open the box and just threw 24 uh, beers past him into his house like a fucking moron, then shoved the box on my foot and said, I'm a guy with a fucking box for a foot, let me in. (laughs) And he did. And so then I walked around that party with a fucking box on my foot and I drank all my beer off the floor. It's like, there you go. Fuck off. That's I am I'm the old, I am the Halloween Scrooge. That is awesome. That uh, is awesome. It. I'm a so, guy yeah, with a so box that, for a foot. I was just like, there's your fucking costume, jackass. I'm not, you know, I just want to drink beer and hang out and to party. And yeah. And then it was a lame party because then I sat on a fucking easy chair drinking beers as I found them on the floor because uh-huh. I tossed them in. With a box on my foot and didn't talk to anybody because I was pissed off. That's funny. That is funny. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah, go talk to the pissed off guy sitting in the corner. and He's pissed that he couldn't come in because of the box. So now he's wearing a box on his foot. It's like, ah, oh, fuck off. Yeah. Nobody wants to hang out with that guy. I was once, a, one year I was a Jew for Jesus. That's funny. Yeah, like I bought a rabbi costume and then like put a priest collar on and a cross. That's too and, much. You know. That's way too much energy. You could be a Jew for Jesus just by wearing a crucifix around your neck. Yeah, but how would I how would I look like a Jew? Have you looked in the mirror, dude? What do you mean? You are as Jew as what are, it gets. What are you saying? Dude, all you need is some tattooed numbers on your fucking forearm. You're the most <laughs> Jew I know. Did I tell you? <laughs> have I ever told you? I, we must have talked about this, about the first idea for a tattoo that I ever had. Oh, yeah. Oh, I it, wanted to put numbers on my arm. Yeah. And each yeah. number was like a, a significance. It was like my grandparents' home address... Um, the number 13, my lucky number, number 10 after my first um, production company in Chicago. And 29, which was how old my, my friend Ziggler was when he died. And I was going to get those numbers tattooed on my arm in like... In sequence. In the old just school like, way. Like yeah, the, the way they did it tattoo. Back, back when, you know. Yeah. And I was like, I mean, it, that could really and rightfully so trigger some people. Oh, that's a tell you that a backfire on you on a daily basis. You could never show anyone that but it's, tattoo. But is it not claiming like taking it back? Like, right? I mean, right? Like, I, I, I don't know. I'm going to talk about the N word here for a moment. Like, if they take that and they turn it into a, a positive word, right? Yeah. And I know it's not a po- you know what I'm saying. Like, it's not a positive word, but like, it's not. It, <clears throat> In some uses within that community, they can. It's yeah. not the negative, horrible thing, right? So I don't know. Would that be doing that if I got that tattoo in my arm? Would I be taking it back from the Nazis and making it a positive well, thing, a know, celebration of my culture and experience? I, I would argue. I would argue taking back the term is kind of a juvenile uh, approach to it. Okay. So I would say no. I don't. So I don't think it's effective. I don't think it's effective for for. For the yeah, for the mad for for feminists to, to say I'm going to take back claim reclaim the word bitch. Uh-huh. All it, all it really means is I get to pretend when some asshole calls me a bitch 
then I that he didn't call me a bitch. That he called me a bitch. Yeah, because I'm so empowered. It's like no, if you if the, you know, <laughs> if words have if fucking words have power, you can't just change the power they have. You can either choose to ignore them. Yeah. Or you can absolutely give them all the power they have. So if that image of uh, the numbers on your arm <laughs> has power, you don't get to diffuse that power because you put it on there and then giggle. Where, <laughs> here's the thing. When I was a teacher, this just reminds me, when I was a teacher, I decided all the kids were getting into fights because they kept flipping each other off. Like It was like this school year, the seventh graders discovered that flipping you off was saying fuck you mm -hmm. and everybody i mean it's like somebody discovered it and they just decided this was all they're gonna do so they're fine it's like a rash it's like kids just <laughs> you know like secretly flipping each other off and then getting into fights so i thought how do i you know change this without just saying don't do that because i was like you know that's boring and so what i did was i got my advisory group and the advisory group is a group of like first thing in the morning you just have a group of kids and you do non-scholastic conversation mm -hmm. And we did. And I said, hey, you know, I said, I don't know about you, but and I said, and I actually don't want to know about you, but I've had sex and I liked it. So when somebody flips me off, that's like saying, hey, have a go. Great. Go have a great time. Yeah. Fuck you. Yes. Oh. I like sex. Thank All you right. for telling me to go have sex. Thank you. So this is what I was trying to. So yeah. I told my class it's like we're going to change this middle finger to being a positive. It's really you're saying go have a great experience go enjoy your day yeah you know, that's what nah. and they bought it they thought that was hysterical see here's the problem with reclaiming it was that the rest of the school wasn't part of the joke right so my kids are running around flipping each other hey, off principal and, hall yeah, yeah. <laughs> and well that's what that's the thing is at the end of the day of this day is i'm sitting there with my principal mrs hayes and we're standing the kids are all getting on their uh on the bus to drive away. And this one kid looks at me and says, Mr. Hall, and flips me off. And I go, you too. And I flip him right back off. And then I look up at my principal and she's staring at me like, what the fuck is that? I go, yeah, I think I need to explain. So if everybody's not on board with right. your plan to change the dynamic of a word or an image, then it doesn't work. It's it's waste. So what I'm hearing you say is that I should get more Jews to get tattoos on their tattooed numbers yeah, on their The arms. only way you're going to do this is if you have a like all. If I like round up, all, like if I go out and I get all the Jews on a train and I I ship them to a tattoo parlor, and then yeah. all like these millions of Jews and I we get our numbers tattooed on our arms. Yeah, that's what I should to, do. To mark, well, to mark them so that everybody knows who they are. Right. And that yeah. would be like, but the Nazis, we we now, this is now ours. It's not the Nazis. Yeah, yeah. You're, it's a, you know, and if everybody does it, then it has no meaning. But that's the problem with, I mean, that's the that's the problem with trying to reclaim a word. Yeah. The way you, the way you diffuse this, this is my belief, and it's Lenny Bruce from the 60s. So mm -hmm. that's how fucking old this is, is the way you diffuse the power of a word is you use it. Right. You use it over and over. You use it so much that eventually its use is meaningless. Mm -hmm. You know, it's very data of him. And that's like he has a famous bit that he does that, you know, kind of emphasizes that point that he could never do today. Right. Because of just the terror and anger and fear and triggering and safe space. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. All right, well, I guess Let's I can't take a do break. I can't do that tattoo idea. Yeah. Let's take a break, and then we'll explore other possible costumes or whatever comes into our mind. Sounds great. 
Hey, I'm Josh Bell. I'm Jason Harris. Hey, Josh, we're friends in real life, but we're also co-hosts on this new podcast called Awesome Movie Year, where we take a look back at an awesome year for movies and do a deep dive looking at movies, including the Best Picture winner, the biggest movie at the box office, future cult classics, and more. Including the biggest flop. And this season, we're doing 1994. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts. That could be Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify. We're all over the web as well at Awesome Movie Year on all the socials and awesomemovieyear.com. So please like us, subscribe. And uh, if you do like us, give us a five-star rating because we love you. I want to ask you, um, so your mom... Your mom got around a lot when you were a kid. Well, no, let me rephrase that. Your mom put well, that out was, a lot. That was no. insulting. No, God. No, uh, but you know, you're okay. Uh, seriously, though, your mom. She dated a lot. She was single, yeah. uh, frequently, and then was then married multiple times. And yeah, so I had a lot of I had a lot of uncles, right, and a lot of stepdads. And I put the stepdads in quotes and yeah. the actual stepdads. So yeah, yeah so I, I had I grew up with a lot of that. My parents, like their divorce was. Get was finalized like right before I moved back to Chicago 12 years ago now, whatever it's been. At the time, my mom was dating, or maybe shortly after the divorce, I don't remember, but she was dating this guy and he was fine. And I had no issue with it because, like, my parents dating whoever they dated was it's not my issue. Like, I don't care. I was an adult. It didn't, like, none of their boyfriends or girlfriends were like trying to be my new mom or my new dad yeah, or any, yeah. you know, because like I was in my 30s, you know, so it didn't fucking matter. So mom and this guy broke up 10 years ago, okay. maybe longer. Yeah. She sends me a text the other day saying, do you need anything from Costco? I'm going tonight. And I was like, no, I'm good. She's like, I'm going on a date actually with dot, 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 Ron. And I'm like, who the fuck is, oh my God, it's her old fucking boyfriend from a decade ago. So, like, apparently they're talking again or doing whatever. And and then she asked, so let, the other I'm night... I'm sorry. I, gotta, I just have to... I, 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 want, yeah. I want you to tell the story, but and maybe this is... I mean, it's interesting. Uh, I caught myself with a, a bit of unconscious bias. Okay. Because I have such a negative association with anybody named Ron. Oh, okay. I mean, when you said the name Ron... I had a full picture of who this guy your mom's dating, and it was not a it was not a good. What is that picture? It was not. You know, there's. I want to hear like how how accurate am I being? Well, it's like some polyester mom pants and like a plaid shirt. You know, he's got he's got the <laughs> hair. He's got he's losing all his hair, but he's got the comb over. He's probably wearing a pair of Foster Grants that are a little bit too large for his face. Right. And they're tinted. They're his uh, the transition tinted thing. And there's a good chance that he has like a, a hairy chest, but the shirt's open a little bit and he's got a chain. This is my mind. Sure. This is Ron. And Ron, Ron owns a waterbed store. <laughs> So this is, I mean, this is my image. Totally you fair. said the name Ron. Yeah. All of this flooded, and I realized, well, that's not fair to most Rons in the world. Maybe they're not all that, but that's my image of Ron. Yeah, uh, this is not that. <laughs> uh, this Ron, and again, I have not seen this guy in 10 years. But so he might have a water bed He store. might. He might now. Okay. He's probably retired because he's like 77. Oh God! If he looks like that seventy seven, that's the best Ron I can imagine. But no, he like rides Harley's. Like he's a motorcycle guy. He's a uh, never been married. He's a bachelor. I think that's why they broke up. Because like my mom wanted to 
move the relationship along. And so Ron he was, broke the stereotype of the Ron. He was like cool, yeah. but his name was Aunt Ron. See, maybe yeah. that's why she broke up with him is that she kept going. She wanted like, the waterbed. I'm going to go meet up with Ron mm-hmm. with an image in her head. And then he showed up and he was like Harley Davidson cool guy. Yeah. It just didn't fit. It's like, and at one point, probably when they had sex, he said, Can I just call you Chad or Rex <laughs> or Rick or something? Rex. And he was like, No, my name's Ron. And she was like, Is there a, sh- do you have a nickname? Yeah. He was like, No, it's just Ron. And she's like, I can't. What's do your it. middle name? Yeah. Yeah, I can't fuck you because when I even when I close my eyes, what I see is basically some character from WKRP in Cincinnati, <laughs> and you're actually cool. So this doesn't work for yeah. me. Yeah, well, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't know what the reason was that they broke up because it's not like it's not my business, right? Yeah, like, this it's is not your not, business. Your mom's your mom's way past you yeah. caring who she dates. Except now, Uh-oh. so apparently Ron is is back. Uh, and so she was babysitting Harry the other night. We went out, Katie and I went out to see um, Bad Bad Hats with AJ um, Miller and Lindsay Williams. And so mom comes over and she's like earlier in the day, she says, sends me a text saying, can Ron come over and watch TV with me tonight? <laughs> <laughs> and oh, like, this whole thing. Here's the thing. Now you've just, you've just now, it's suddenly your mom is like a teenage girl. Well, yeah. I'm, babys- I'm babysitting your child. Can my date Ron come over and watch TV well, with that's, me? That's just while it. I'm babysitting your child. This has just become so that's convoluted. That's and like just a it. bad movie. So this I is like, like a lifetime movie. I stick my head out of the office and I said to Katie, "I go, I don't, I don't, don't. Let's not make this a thing because I don't have time to make it a thing. This is just a simple question. We'll unpack it later. Uh-huh. And I don't care about mom having a boy over." <laughs> a 77 but, year old boy yeah. yeah but can like can ron come over tonight and katie's like no i don't know this fucking guy what there the you f- go katie's just like, and yeah, i was like no, fuck yeah off. okay and his name's fucking ron <laughs> katie knows that the ron is not a good person to have in your house with your child so I, I i text my mom back and i'm like not tonight like let's let's get reacquainted kate like i think katie should meet him like let's do dinner and like so that way he's not like coming over and like ultimately, I don't give a shit, right? Like, you know, she's gonna have him come over anyway. Well, so she she does come over, and you know, she's okay. like, so I text her back, and I'm like, yeah, n- let's let's not do this tonight. Let's like get acquainted and make, yeah. so it's not a weird thing. We want to meet Ron. Yeah, and we want to see his his sex offender database. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> and and so she writes back. She's like. You're right. Good call. I wasn't thinking. Sorry. And I'm like, yeah, it's it's cool. So, but yeah, like there was a weird moment when like your your 65 year old mother becomes your teenage daughter. Yeah, it's a weird moment. Uh, so then mom comes over and like she's playing with Harry and her phone rings and it's like going off in her purse. So I go and get it for her. She was like, oh, it's probably Ron. It's Ron. And she gets on the phone with him and she's like, oh, you must not have gotten my message. He's like He's planning coming on coming over. Yeah. And she talks him out of it, but like the way she's talking to him, it's like she's talking to an old person. No, you must not have gotten my message. Uh huh. David, David, and Katie want to like have dinner for, you know. And I'm like, oh my god, she's dating a fucking old. Well, she's old, man. She's right? an old woman. It's so it's this very strange like. I mean, it'd be way weirder as if Ron was like you know a 22 year old pool boy. Right. <laughs> 
<laughs> for Halloween, for Halloween, he goes as a sexy pool boy. He actually is a sexy pool boy. That might be more awkward. Yeah. Than a 77-year-old polyester man. Well, and that's what mom said. She goes, you know, 10 years ago, when he was 66, it was yeah, fine. Was it was stud. Yeah, but now, <laughs> now he's 76, and it's very different. <laughs> well, yeah, that's, t- yeah. But yeah, so I don't know. See, like, what you I, do is, see, the thing is, what you do is you set up a hidden camera, and then what you do is, is you say, yeah, mom, totally, you can have Ron stay over. And then... Like on the next to the sofa, like you just have like a, a a whole bunch of condoms. Yeah, you know it's like 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 she's your teenage daughter. So we want you to be protected, mom. Yeah, and then you know it's like uh, you know it's like take all the alcohol out of the house. Uh, oh yeah, or lock she, it up. She brings alcohol in every time. So oh, yeah, well she's a irresponsible teen. Uh-huh. That's what she is. she is. She can bring her own. She alcohol. She brings her own alcohol. Yeah. Oh my god! And I bet Ron. I bet Ron. I bet Ron. If if he has hair, it's a he. He's got a, a man permanent. He doesn't have hair on that. He's got a beard, or at least he did have a beard. Again, I haven't seen the guy in a decade. I have no idea what condition he's in. Yeah, that this but, is some. Yeah, my mom well, has, is a is a is my teenage daughter babysitting. Yeah, yeah, or a teenage babysitter, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, so maybe mom shouldn't babysit anymore. But then I gotta I mean, pay for a babysitter. If she's gonna, if she's gonna be like uh, making time with dudes named Ron and seeing if she, if they can come over and watch TV, right? You know. Oh my God! Is my mom gonna get like fingered on my couch? Your mom, your mom is most definitely oh. getting fingered on your couch. You'll be able to come home, and they'll be sitting there. There's she and Ron <laughs> sitting on the sofa, and they're just sitting straight up. And you guys come in, and you will know that moments before you walked up, <laughs> this seventy-six year, seventy-seven year old Ron was finger banging your mom. I'm gonna and you're like, I'm gonna find like Harry's gonna be crawling around, and like I'm gonna find like Harry or Molly are like eating like a. A rogue blue pill that like rolled under yeah, the couch yeah, or something. Yeah, Viagra. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like you know, it's like he's gonna pop his Viagra and then finger your mom oh on God. your couch. My yeah, couch. Well, yeah, yeah. And then jump cut to like holds uh, Harry, Harry right now too. A year and a half. A year and a half. Okay, so you know, let's be real. All right, because kids have sex way earlier than they used to. So let's just say <laughs> ten years from now, he's finger banging some broad. What's your mom's name? Jane. So Harry is finger bang- banging a little girl named Jane on your couch. Your yeah. couch is a fucking debauched. It is the landscape of bad, horrifying sex toys. That's what your couch is. But you know what, though? How I, do you sit on that couch, David? I'm okay with that. All right. Because sex and finger banging brings joy to people. Mostly. Hopefully, right? Like, that's the goal of it. Are you going to tell your mom that? Well, I, if we have to have it's that like, conversation, hey, hey mom, hey mom, it's okay if Ron finger bangs you on my couch. You're gonna because I her want, that? yeah, I mean, I I want to have a place where my friends and family can feel comfortable and enjoy themselves. And if that is playing video games or getting finger blasted, what you know, whatever it is, or watching a Netflix film or a, an Amazon Prime film like Enter the Mollusk, so be it. That's I'm I'm happy to provide nice, that. Nice way, nice way to get the plug in there. Yeah, or or put a butt plug in and sit on a butt plug on the couch. That's fine too. And watch Enter the Mollusk. And watch Enter the Mollusk. Yeah, we get a lot of plugs in in this show. Up, yeah, up there's there. a lot of 
There's a lot. Oh, Jesus, God. All right, six things. A lot of bullseyes on our buttholes. Bullseyes on our buttholes. (laughs) Is that a good name for a band? I don't know. Butthole bullseyes? I think bullseyes on our buttholes is a pretty good band name, yeah. (laughs) All right. It's like Death Cab for Cutie. (laughs) Yes. All right, Simeon cohort. Here's Don and David with the six things you should do for the week. My first thing to do this week is a read. Um, It's a book I picked up. I traded my book for hers. Uh, I met her the other day at uh, Truth or Lie up at the Wilmette show we did at the bookstall. Yeah, Yeah, Um, and back up with Truth or Lie. What the fuck? You were emailing me like your text message is like somebody was lying about me or telling a truth about me or what the fuck was that? If I'm getting her name right, Karen Shimmy? Yeah. Hang on a second. Hang on one. It doesn't matter what her All name right. was. Well, it, so she's telling her story, and I I was like kind of zoning out because the bookstall in Winnetka, it's, this is maybe the best bookstore I've ever been to. It okay, has so a lot of books. Well, it's just, it's like, it feels like an independent bookstore, but it's organized like a big bookstore. Okay. You know, so it's just like yeah. really easy to get totally like absorbed into it and find the shit you want to find at the same time. It's, it just, it's, Great. So yeah. so I'm just like in the fucking shelves of the bookstore. And then I kind of like tune back out. And I'm like, oh, there's another story that started. Wait, I need to go and be, you know, be a good yeah, audience like member. Participate yeah. in the thing that I'm here for. Yeah. So like I zoned in like about maybe a quarter of the way halfway through Karen's story. And she's talking about this guy, Don, that is selling her a camera. And this guy, Don, is telling her this story about a woman who is decapitated by a sheet of ice that has fallen off of a building in Chicago. Yeah. And I'm like, Don. I tell that story. story. That's a a pretty seminal story in my lifetime. Yeah, Don has told me that story. I've heard him tell that story, read it. But I've never sold a camera in my life. Right. But the point of truth or lie is that the stories can be made up. So maybe she's like taken you and... yeah. yeah. Okay. So, like, the first thing I ask, you know, because you're allowed to ask questions at the end of the yeah, each yeah. story, and I said, um, I said, what did Don Hall, or what, what did Don look like? And she described somebody who wasn't you, and I'm like, okay. But still, so it was just weird, because I, so I went up to her afterwards, I'm like, do you know Don Hall? Because I was texting you, I'm like, do you know Karen? Yeah, yeah, you're texting me all these questions, and I'm like, what the fuck is this all about? So that's what it was all about. It was me trying to, like... did she know me? She knew... Of you, kind of, sort of, like the name was familiar because she's oh, okay, a, she's a writer go. in Chicago and, and hosts right, so uh, she a has live a negative show. Association with what a toxic asshole I am. She has no association whatsoever. She's right, one of the few remaining people in this city that could give a shit about you. Don't have an opinion one way or another. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. good. It's good to know. So anyway, right, six, one, six, one of the right. one of the other writers uh, was Paula Carter, um, and so she's got a book called No Relation. It's a collection of short essays, um, and it's it's. Like, really short essays, like a sentence or two. Like, it's just really concise, good, fun writing. So her book is uh, called No Relation, Paula Carter. Uh, give it a read. There you go. Uh, my first thing is, and I know I'm late to the, I'm, I'm totally late to the, the party on this one. I mean, it just finished its second season, and it's done, and it won a whole bunch of Emmys. And then I finally said, you know, I think I'm going to check it out. Yeah. Fleabag. Yep. Fleabag. It's on Amazon Prime and it's fucking funnier than hell and I'm enjoying it. I haven't watched all of it, but I've really it's it's funny and it's very realistic. And I think so far it, it, the opening to episode two, season one mm-hmm. is maybe one of the most interesting, funny, 
uh, on the nail uh, jokes I've ever seen. I mean, I just I've ever seen in my life. It's like this is almost perfect in its execution. So yeah, yeah. So yeah, Fle- um, Fleabag. Phoebe Waller Bridge just in she's a, she's, she's brilliant. brilliant. She yeah. is yeah. Yes. Super funny, super smart. Uh, so my next thing is uh, listen. It's listen to Bad Bad Hats, which is this band that I went and saw. We went and saw with AJ and Lindsay, um, who are performers on Bughouse. They've been on the Apecast before. Um, but their newest album is called Lightning Round, and it's really great. They're a great little three piece indie band from Minnesota. Of uh, what's that big city, Minnesota, where Prince died? Minneapolis. That's where they're Minneapolis. from. Minneapolis. Yeah. That big city. That big yeah. city. And that's what and that's your association uh-huh. with Minneapolis where Prince died. Yeah. What else All is right. there? A bunch of lakes. Yeah, it's it's cold as fucking shit. Yeah. Kirby Puckett Lake played Wo- for the twins. Lake Wo- I don't know. Lake Wobegon? <laughs> sure. But anyway, yeah, so Bad Bad Hats, really, really good band. Um, really big sound that comes out of these three people. Um, their latest album is Lightning Round, but any Bad Bad Hats song, give it a go. All right. And my second thing is actually from Dana. Um, it's a YouTube rabbit hole. I don't, I haven't watched it yet. So I, I, but she attests it's true facts by Z Frank. Okay. And this is a, a recommendation from data German. Is this a producer. YouTube red or whatever their I, subscription I, I thing? Looked. Okay. I haven't looked, but it's just called true facts by Z Frank. Okay. So look it up. I know I'll look it up at some point soon. And so it'll be a six things that I'm seeing, but she recommends it highly. Okay. And my last thing is another read. It's uh, another book that I picked up at the bookstall uh, last week. Raised in Captivity, new collection of essays, shorts from Chuck Klosterman. Okay. Raised in Captivity. Yeah. And my third thing is I want you to go and I want you to, just this week, mm-hmm. I want you to start researching people in your life named Ron. <laughs> and I want you to see if they fit a certain stereotype, those Rons in the world. Um, and if they do, what I want you to do is I want you to start reclaiming the word Ron as a word of empowerment rather than a, a, a name of shame. Okay? I want you to, you know, it's like, it's so only Rons can say the word Ron or the name Ron. Everybody else has to say the R name. Only Rons can finger blast my mom on my couch. That's right. Only Rons can finger blast your mom. And that's the show. That is the show. Thanks for tuning in. Like, subscribe, all that stuff. We'll talk to you next week. Gross. You can listen to the Literate Ape Cast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or any place you find your podcast, Jones. If you enjoy listening to Two White Guys Holding Court, review or share the show on your own platforms, or throw us a few bucks on Patreon. For more information about Literate Ape, go to literateape.com and check out the rest of our podcasts, all of our writing, and our events. Music on the Apecast is courtesy of Mike Vinopal and Local Motive. You can find them all over Chicago and online at locomotiveband.com. <laughs>